Welcome to Courageous Wellness. My name is Erica Stein. And I'm Allie French. And this is a podcast about individual journeys within wellness and how to navigate it all. After Allie experienced a cancer diagnosis in her 20s. And Erica went through a sustained 50-pound weight loss and self-love journey. We created a platform to interview real people from all walks of life that have combined all types of practices. From physical wellness to emotional and spiritual, we hear courageous stories and focus on why it's important to share them. We are both certified integrative nutrition health coaches and together with our community are learning to live our most purposeful lives by sharing one courageous story at a time. It takes courage to share these journeys and by talking about them, we aim to destigmatize the process. We want you to be your own health advocate, feel educated and informed on the latest in health and wellness and empower you to feel your absolute best. And because we want to bring forth a wide variety of stories, the opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect our own, but we hope the diverse and varied stories will empower you to make the best choices for your own life. So join us as we and our community share our courageous wellness. This week on the show, we have a conversation with Steph Hendel. Steph is a health and weight loss coach, but with a radical and innovative twist. Her work is women focused coaching through spiritual weight release, using the principles of inner work, mindset, manifestation, intuition, sacred feminine embodiment, self-love and self-empowerment. Steph has a number of courses where she aids women in releasing judgment, shame, and limiting beliefs to connect with their heart space in order to tap into and live out their soul purpose. Steph works to empower women to embody and nourish their true selves as she believes that filling ourselves up and living out our purpose is the most nourishing and highest serving thing we can possibly do for ourselves, our loved ones, and the planet. We have a beautiful conversation about Steph's journey, mission, and program. Enjoy the episode and let us know what you think by tagging us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness. This episode is brought to you by our health coaching subscription service on Patreon. The Courageous Wellness Collective has expanded on Patreon to bring our listeners and clients an all-access accessible platform to educate, inform, and create nutrition and lifestyle habits to meet your personal goals. For $8.99 a month, patrons will receive weekly video content on topics ranging from blood sugar stabilization, gut health, hormone balance, energy, sleep, skin health, how to shop the grocery store, pantry staples, and much more. Included, you'll also receive access to monthly virtual webinars, recipes, and special guest content too. With this subscription, you are guaranteed at least four pieces of fresh health coaching content each month. To learn more and become a patron, visit www.patreon.com slash courageous wellness, or check out our show notes. We look forward to welcoming you to our coaching community. We have an exciting new discount for our listeners with Four Sigmatic. 
Four Sigmatic offers superfood coffee and elixirs to upgrade your daily routine. The powerful antioxidants, antiviral effects, and immune-boosting properties of mushrooms transform your cup of joe from an energy-boosting treat to a health-enhancing choice. Along with mushroom coffee, Four Sigmatic also offers mushroom elixirs, mushroom hot cocos, and other shroom-filled products. Erica uses the lion's mane in her morning superfood coffee, and even though I hate mushrooms, I absolutely love the products, especially the matcha latte powder, which contains myataki mushrooms and adaptogens. For 10% off Four Sigmatic products, visit foursigmatic.com and use the code COURAGEOUS at checkout, and there's also a direct link in our show notes. Hello, everyone. We wanted to offer a quick disclaimer letting you know the upcoming episode does discuss the topic of weight quite in depth. If that is triggering for you or not a part of your wellness right now, please tune back in next week. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Steph. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're excited as well. Um, Just to get started, can you tell our listeners a little bit about your personal background and um, yeah, just your journey and and what that looked like for you um, as far as your health and wellness experience and transformation and and how that's ultimately led you to the, the work that you do now? Yeah. Oh my gosh. I would love to talk about that. And, um, you know, it really started for me. Um, I used to, I live in California now, back then I lived in Pennsylvania and I had struggled with my weight for most of my life. You know, I was just like, never really where I wanted to be, never quite felt how I wanted to feel in my body. And even if I was at a, a a decent weight, I still like had no confidence in myself and just, you know, really, really beat myself up all the time. I, I tell my clients now when they bring up like different things that they're experiencing, I'm like, look, like I, out of all the women I've coached, I've coached thousands of women over the last like nine years. I have, I had the worst mental chatter out of anybody's that I've heard. Like mine was so intense, like just so mean, so awful. So it really started, um, you know, I, I was, there's one specific day where I was working in an office and I went in there and I had this like, like before, well, sorry, before I went into the office, I was getting dressed for the morning and I walked in my closet. I went to try my pants, none of my pants fit. It was just a feeling of how did I let myself get to this place? Um, more than like the actual fat itself. It was just like a feeling of like knowing it wasn't where I desired to be. I didn't feel energized. I didn't feel good. Like, you know, it wasn't necessarily the outer look as much as it was the overall how I felt in myself. Like I was like, I'm not me. I'm not me. Like, and it was the body, it was the mind, it was everything. Um, so I went on this journey and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to make a change. I have no idea how I'm going to make this change, but I'm going to make a change. And I had this person um, come into my life and um, you know, she was a health coach and I was like, oh my God, this is so cool. Like I could maybe have a career where like my entire job was to um, like do weight loss and like fitness and help people with their bodies. Like I never thought my body could be a job or helping people with their bodies could be a job for me. So, um, 
I was like, I'm going to like check it out. There's so much to the story and I'm going to skip a lot of like parts because this would be like hours long, but, um, I decided to, to try it out and do it. And I ended up losing 30 pounds. And I was like, this is awesome. People were noticing. They were like, wow, stuff, you look amazing. The time I was living with my parents, my parents started losing weight. My mom lost weight. My dad lost weight. My cat lost weight. Like even we took the cat to the vet and the cat was literally losing weight. It was like a whole vibe in the house. <laughs> and so I was like, this is awesome. And I started coaching people because everyone's seeing the results going, oh my God, I want a piece of that. Like, yes, teach me what, whatever you're doing. I want to do it. So I had this long list of clients, a wait list, like, uh, like all of this amazing, like things were happening. I was like, wow, I don't have to work at this office job anymore. This is cool. Um, and then what happened when I started coaching my clients is I started gaining weight again. Like I started putting pounds back on and I started picking up these behaviors that my clients were doing and I started doing them. So like binge eating wasn't something I'd done before, but then I started binge eating. I would be getting finished a session with a client and I'd walk in my house. Cause at the time I was doing them one-on-one -on -one, like face to face. Now I do everything virtually, but, um, I'd come home and I'd walk past the fridge and I'd stop at the, the cheese. I'd open the fridge, open the cheese drawer and just literally eat shredded cheese. Like just stuff my face with shredded cheese until my stomach hurt. And I was like, what am I doing? What's going on right now? Um, I gained, I ended up gaining all 30 pounds that I lost back plus another 10, I'm like 40 pounds overweight at this point. And I was like, okay, it's fine. Like what I did before worked. So I'll just do that again. Except this time it didn't, I did all the same things. My weight didn't change. So I was like, what is going on right now? Like what's happening? How, like, and then I'm freaking out too, because at this point I'm a weight loss coach. The first time it was like, whatever, it's no big deal. Like I'm just doing this thing by myself. At this point, I'm like, okay, there's other people that I'm coaching and I care about, and I cannot have this be some kind of weird, like I'm teaching you, but I'm not doing it myself. I didn't feel in, in integrity with it. I was like, it doesn't feel good to me to help people. I'm not sure what's, what's going on with my own body. So, um, I set out on a journey to figure it out. And there were many like failed attempts at things along the way. I, um, I'd exercise too much, like over-exercise, uh, tried all kinds of different diets, tried not eating enough, tried throwing up, tried like all these things. I got like to this point of just being like in a desperate state. And I think a lot of women can relate to like getting to that point of just like, I, I, I like, let me try something that works, anything, anything that could work. Um, and like, again, my mental state went like to like a really like low point. Um, because I was like, you know, I'll try hurting my body to make it better. And then I had these, like this awakening aha moment when on a day when I had just said to myself, I'd been trying things for so long. And I just said, maybe I'm just supposed to be overweight the rest of my life. I'm like, maybe that's just in the cards for me. Like if it, if nothing's working, then maybe like, I mean, it makes logical sense that maybe I'm not just, I'm just not meant to be like that. I'm just not for me. Um, and on that same day, <laughs> I, I was like giving up. I was like, I'm done. And that's what happens a lot of times with like surrender, you know, it's like, you're just like, eh, whatever. And then, you know, I, I was just renewed with, um, with direction and, um, guidance and, you know, all of these beautiful things happened along my path to like 
opened my mind up to new thoughts and ideas. And um, what I started thinking about was like, well, what if it doesn't have to do with what I'm eating at all? What if it doesn't have to do with what it, how I'm working out at all? Because I'm doing all those things are not making a difference. Mm-hmm. What if it's the mind? Like I had been um, into like interested in personal development stuff. Tony Robbins, like I gave me Tony Robbins CD early on. Like I was like, this stuff is cool. But I, it really hit me like, what if it's more about my thinking than it is about what I'm eating or how I'm working out? Like, what if those are just byproducts and um, really like just use my own body as an example. And it was the first time that I had done something like that and not only looked better, but felt better mentally and emotionally. And I, I dove into inner work. I did, I learned emotional intelligence. I understood my brain and my, uh, myself for the first time and my mm. thoughts and my beliefs. I started changing my beliefs and it started changing my body. Mm. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool. Like, this is an amazing thing. Yeah. And I actually, I just talked about this on my Instagram stories. Like yesterday I had uh, like one of the first things on my path was I started changing pain. Like, so if I had like a migraine, I would like, see if I could get the migraine to go away by changing my thoughts. And that gave me the confidence to know that I could change my thoughts and change my body. Hmm. Wow. It's so interesting because, you know, I also, mine's like a little backwards. I always carried, um, extra weight, which I've shared on the podcast and, um, obesity actually runs in my family. My brother who was on our podcast, I always forget this Allie, hmm. but my brother was on our podcast. Like he was um, like our one of our second yeah, interview like one of our, yeah. because he had, so um, he had a, he lost 100 pounds, actually my brother. And, wow. um, my dad still struggles, you know, with, um, health issues because of his weight, but my mom also over a hundred pound weight loss as well. So, um, I have a 50 pound sustained weight loss experience myself, Mm -hmm. but it really came for me. I never actually tried to diet. I never really was into exercise. I was just kind of like existing and that mental chatter that you talked about though, you know, like I always would blame or say if I, was thinner. I blamed my body for all of the issues I thought were in my life, you know, like whatever was wrong. It was like, if I was thinner, but, um, fortunately, or maybe I, I I think very fortunately, I never got locked into diet culture. I don't know how or why, Mm -hmm. but for me, it really came from what you're talking about. It was like a self-love journey. Like, like you said, like I finally just was like, this is my body. I'm going to love and accept it. (laughs) And, um, I started moving, it was like, I just started, I found a fitness class that I really enjoyed and I didn't do it for weight loss. I did it cause I felt good. And, um, I can't tell you what I ate, but, um, I think it was a, less than a year later, I lost 50 pounds. And so with that, because it's interesting and there's so much I want to talk to you about, because I think weight loss is so loaded for so many people, right? It's so emotional. Like you said, um, like some people might be meant to be like, you know, like I'm certainly not meant to be a size zero. Like I feel like I've found like this 50 pound weight loss for me is my happy, healthy self where I can enjoy my life. But I think, you know, like the mental chatter and the body dysmorphia, because that's something I also really struggled with after the fact, because my weight loss was not intentional. Like I wasn't intentionally trying to lose weight. Um, 
but with that, it, um, yeah, like how, how do you focus and help individuals and yourself? Because even myself, sometimes like I have all this knowledge. I am a holistic nutrition health coach, but the mental chatter is still there, right? Is this something that you still struggle with or how do you help your clients deal with that mental chatter, body dysmorphic component that can be a part of weight loss. Right. Um, and like you said, sorry, this is such a big question, but we're not all, unless you disagree, which we totally can, cause we have <laughs> tons of opinions on this podcast, but you know, I don't know if we're all meant to be what we think in our heads. Right. Like I always thought like healthy or beautiful was like, five, eight, 120 pounds, you know, abs, all of that. And, um, I think there is almost like a reckoning with like, what is healthy for you. And, um, I don't know. I just, am so curious of what your thoughts are mm -hmm. and how you work with people through all of this. Yeah. I love that question. Cause this is like such a big component of what I do. Um, I call this the soul aligned body. Like each of us have a soul aligned body that, you know, my belief is that everybody comes to this planet with a purpose. Like we're all right here right now because we're supposed to be like, there's something for us at this time in the world. And we have a purpose and we have something we're here to do or many things that we're here to do. Mm -hmm. And I believe that we were given a perfect body to match that purpose. And so I don't think all bodies are meant to be the same or look the same. But I do think every, I think first it's getting past the media projected image of what a perfect body is because we have that. I mean, we grew up in the, the age that we grew up in with the magazines that we grew up with, with the TV and the media and the, the movies and songs and everything and music artists looking how they look and like that was taught to us there is one way to be perfect there's one way to be pretty there's one way to be right and so the first layer is removing that and then coming down to what is my soul line body that I know it is because that's that's what I've found over working with so many different women like I worked with women in like countries all over the world like it, different cultures different like all kinds of different women, different ages. And every woman has, she knows her soul aligned body. Like when we really get down to it, she knows what that looks like. And it's like a healthy, good feeling body for her. That's really lined up with her purpose. And, um, once we get past the media's image, we can come to what that is, whether like for some it's, it's, we want tone, we want like the look of like fitness and muscles and whatever. And for some, it's more like, I want a curve and I want a shape and I want to like uh, a certain, everybody's is so perfectly made for our purpose. So um, I do really believe that um, we're all meant to have that soul aligned body. Can I ask you, how do you, maybe this is sort of like an add on to Erica's question, but when working with people, I mean, it's really hard to unlearn the projected um, sort of perception of beauty or w striving for a body that might not be our own. I mean, that's so deep rooted and we've only just started to unpack that. And even in the podcast, even in our own lives, like there's so much that's deeply rooted in 
um, in like deep racism. There's so much that's deeply rooted in, you know, disordered eating or certain gazes, whether they're like, you know, from the fashion industry or like the male gaze or whatever. Like there's so much cultural stuff that's so deeply imprinted in us that we are sometimes not even aware of. So how do you start that kind of unlearning process where people, because I imagine like, even we were, we were talking recently, if you look up some of the top searched for things, like searched for um, words, keywords in the health and wellness world, it's not like feeling great or like food freedom or whatever. It's like, weight loss. It's like still these sort of goals that are very like striving for something other. And not that there's anything wrong with weight loss, if that's what you want for yourself, but how do you start the work to make sure that's an authentic, individualized sort of, I mean, goal for an individual rather than this idea of like, if I have that, then I'll be happy. Do you know, mm-hmm. does that make sense? Like how, oh, do you, how do you start with that? Cause it's, it's deep rooted. Oh yeah. Very, very. Yeah. And I really think you're hitting the nail on the head by asking this question because there's really almost everything in the weight loss industry for women is completely backwards. We are taught that it is about weight loss. We're taught that it's about um, looking a certain way. And the reality of it all is that we're here, like it, it, it always comes back to this like very deep, like soul level thing. We're really here to do important stuff. And if we don't feel good in our body, then it's harder to do the important stuff. Like if we don't feel confident in it, it's harder to do this stuff. If we don't feel energized in our body, harder to do this stuff, but we don't feel athletically up to what we need to do. It's harder to do it. Yeah. Um, and this, this shift, it's not a weight loss shift. Um, it's a shift in who we are. It's coming back to ourselves. And like the way that I help women do that is we start with just remembering the truth. So every woman knows like deep in her heart that there is, the truth is that she is here to be something, to feel something, to give off this like radiant energy of who she is to the world. And the media has taught us like, if you want to be happy, you got to lose weight. If you want to be successful, you need to like change your body. So it's like, we're constantly looking at it. And I did this like for years and years of my life. I I was constantly looking at how do I lose weight? What do I eat to lose weight? How do I work out to lose weight? I was always like, lose weight, lose weight. When I shifted my focus from how do I lose weight to how do I come back to myself? How do I remember me? How do I build a relationship with my body? How do I um, make friends with this thing? Is I call it your vehicle for your purpose, your body. how do I come back to that and learn it and understand it? Like your body is literally like, like a best friend. It can, it can be a best friend, but we're also taught that it should be our like enemy. 
Like, we're always like, God, my body always does this to me. And like, I would totally, you know, beat myself up constantly. Like, why can't my body be better? Like, what's wrong with my body? All these like mean thoughts, but it's here to be our best friend. It's here to guide us. And our body is actually the tool that our soul is using to guide us to our Mm -hmm. purpose. So when we have pain, when we have fat in a certain area, when we have, um, cellulite or bloating or anything it's just guidance and again the media has taught us if we have any of those things extra fat cellulite bloating um discoloration in our skin whatever then there is something wrong with us those things are not it's not an indicator of something being right or wrong it's literally just feedback Mm. it's just there to tell us something and guide us so it's not this thing to feel shame about it's not this thing to feel judgment or um any of these like heavy dense feelings it's just like let me step back for a second and understand what my body's trying to tell me when you do that that's how you get the pain to dissolve or the weight to like slip off your body in Mm -hmm. a way that's just like what like how did that even happen like my clients will lose like five pounds overnight 15 pounds in a like things that most people say that's not possible, but when like fat is protection. So if we are releasing a need to protect ourselves, doesn't it make sense that the fat could just, would just go, it's no longer needed, you know, or the pain's no longer needed. Yeah. Do you think, do you have people, clients that ever come to you where the result is in coming back to themselves is, um, not a weight loss story? Like, do you know what I mean? Like sometimes bodies, what if someone is underweight or what if someone is, you know, there's so many ways to be like, I'm not someone who's ever, um, like I've fluctuated like any normal human being, but I'm not someone who's, um, ever struggled with like a big weight gain or loss or, or it's not been a particular challenge for me. Um, but I also have dealt with health things like cancer out of the blue at 29 or from like from what I perceive to be a healthy body or terrible SIBO and gut issues that I had to heal and skin issues that I healed. And so it's like sometimes that stuff, our physical stuff doesn't always show up in size, it shows up and mm-hmm. manifests differently in the body. And so I'm curious, like, do you ever have the experience? I know that you work with people specifically that deal with weight stuff, but like, does it ever go in the other direction where people to come back to their healthiest versions of them p- perhaps put on weight or perhaps um, it's like a skin transformation or something like, do you see those in different symptoms rather than just the idea of shedding pounds? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely do. And, you know, because I'm most of the time working with women on their weight, I see them shed the pounds. I see all these other things that were happening with their body get better that they like didn't come into the program to do. Like I don't advertise like, you know, anything about pain or any other things than just weight loss, but it always ends up happening. Like amazing things. Like people are like, what? I had no idea that that could ever get better. Mm. Um, and, um, 
the, you know, the question you were asking is like, yeah, absolutely. Like people who don't struggle with weight have other body issues when their soul is trying to get them to, you know, become more of who they came here to be because mm-hmm. the world conditions us from a young age to be someone else and to do it a different way. And it's not okay to, to fully be who we are and all of this stuff. So, um, one way or another, the soul will use our body to give us messages if we need guidance. It's like the perfect guidance system. You know, everyone's talking about personal development, inner work, emotional intelligence, all these good things. It's like, you want the best, like most obvious one, just look at your body and how it feels Mm -hmm. like, and Mm -hmm. it's like a, it's a day-to-day thing for me. Um, I was telling a lot of my clients recently about how I was playing with my son. I have a two-year-old son, Jonathan, and we were playing on the beach. There was like this little area by the water that someone had like dug out. So it was like a, a, like a dip. And we were just like jumping over it. And we like built a bridge. We're running through the water and like having so much fun, just playing and jumping in a way that I don't normally move my body. And all of a sudden my knee, like we'd been playing for like probably an hour. My knee started hurting so bad all like out of the blue, like my right knee, I just kind of stopped running and jumping. And all of a sudden I was like, ow, like, I don't think I can move. I thought I had to like sit down and not get up. I was like, I don't even know how I'm going to get to the car. Cause I'd felt this pain in my knee in the past. And I was like, that takes me out for all like days. Um, like I'm a little freaked out right now. And I was like, okay, what is my body trying to tell me in this moment? Mm. And I had been doing this very specific inner work around a very specific topic. And I was like, oh my God, it's totally that. Like each part of our body represents different things. Mm-hmm. So I was like, knee, okay, this makes a lot of sense. Um, and then I was like, I'm gonna choose something different for myself now. Like I, I'm choosing for this pain to just dissolve from my knee because I wanna keep playing with my son. We're having the best time ever. Like, I don't wanna have to stop. And so I was like, I acknowledge it. I see it. I it's no longer needed. Thank you. I got the message and let's let this pain dissolve literally went away in that moment, like gone, like so fast. And, um, you know, this is a pain that would have taken me out for days and it would have had me not knowing how to walk back to the car. (laughs) Like that was gone. And, um, it was purely from just acknowledging why the pain was there. So yeah, like all kinds of different things, cancer. I have a, um, a good friend who had, uh, her name is Liana. She wrote a book called the earth diet. Um, and she had like a golf ball size tumor um, in her throat when she was in her early twenties. Um, and you know, like different things are manifesting in different ways to take us on this, like actually very spiritual path and, um, very soulful journey to who we came here to be. It's almost like our souls are like, look, I can't, I can't do this much longer. You guys like, I can't keep like, like for me, I was like, we can't keep doing this office job that sucks your soul out that you hate. Like we can't keep doing it. We can't keep dating this guy. That's not right for you. We can't like everything in my life was just like, uh, like not working. And my soul was like, not anymore. We need Mm -hmm. to go on this journey. We want to take a quick break from this episode to tell you about today's sponsor, Milk and Honey. I have been using Milk and Honey's baking soda-free deodorant exclusively for over two years. This gentle, aluminum-free, baking soda-free deodorant was designed to nourish sensitive skin while keeping you feeling and smelling fresh all day long. 
When I decided that I wanted to make the switch to clean aluminum-free deodorant, I tried so many different brands and each and every time I was plagued with red itchy bumps under my arms on top of not feeling confident that I did not smell. Milk and Honey not only once never gave me those pesky red bumps from their deodorant, but it also passed the smell test, even after an intense spin or hit class. It truly is the best and comes in two scents, lavender tea tree and lemon vanilla. Milk and Honey is a line of non-toxic, effective, and safe bath, body, and skincare products made in small batches in Austin, Texas. They source ingredients as hyper clean as possible, which means both choosing organic and making thoughtful, informed choices on safe ingredients. Milk and Honey is a female founded and funded brand. And in addition to clean deodorant, they also carry non-toxic bath, body, and skincare products like hydration creams, cleansers, soaps, body polish, and lots more that will make you feel nourished inside and out. Their online boutique also offers clean beauty products from top brands, including Osea Malibu, Virtue, Moon Juice, Kula Sun Care, and more. If you want to try Milk and Honey, you can receive 15% off your order by visiting milkandhoney.com and using the code CWPODCAST, one word, at checkout. You can also find the direct link in our show notes. Body awareness is everything because I do believe that, you know, like our body is constantly sending us signs and, and signals. And I think I I used to mention this all the time on the podcast and I haven't in a while, so I'm going to mention it again, but, um, I always think about, um, uh, Robert Yang, who is a nutritionist who is on our podcast, his bucket analogy, right. Where he Mm. talks about, um, we all have these like buckets and they can only handle so much water and like all the stress, all the bullshit in our lives is what fills up, right? Like not living in alignment, not living our most authentic lives. Um, the stress of life, right? Like it, um, it builds our buckets to the tippy top. And then when like a real stressor happens that is out of our control, right? Like a global pandemic, like a, um, you know, anything, right? Like any sort of trauma that happens, um, our buckets will tip over or even just that last like stressor will tip the bucket over. And when the buckets Mm -hmm. tip over, we get sick. And so I think about that all the time because he's like, we have to do everything we possibly can to keep our buckets like at bay, right? Like we have to take care of ourselves. And I think even in that, like the kindness of it, because I think too, with what you're saying and like, you know, a different, a different way as well. Like I'm an emotional eater. Like I've always been an emotional eater and, um, it's so much better now. Um, but one of the ways that was really able to start healing was when I realized, right. Like, why am I going to food to soothe and nurture myself? Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, like, like changing that conversation, like of like praising myself of like, wow, body, like you're trying to protect yourself from these heavy feelings, or you're trying to protect yourself from this pain and you're going to food. And it's like reframing the narrative that way of like, like loving my body for like trying to protect myself. Um, 
most of the time has helped me not choose food. And then sometimes if I do decide I'm going to go, it's funny you mentioned cheese in the beginning stuff because cheese is like my kryptonite food. Um, sometimes I will right from a place of kindness and be like, okay, body, we want to self-soothe with food, food right now. Like let's have a couple extra slices of cheese. Right. But it's not as, um, it's never mindless. Like really that body awareness has taken mindlessness out of my relationship with food and weight and my body. And it's helped tremendously. Yeah. Mm, so, so beautiful. Well, and so I'm so curious too, for our listeners who are listening, can you talk to us a little bit about what your program entails and any practical tips that they can apply, you know, like starting today, um, that you would suggest as well? Sure. Um, so I have uh, a variety of different courses and programs from like, you know, just getting started to, I do like one-on-one -on -one coaching. Um, but my signature program is body built by love. And that's really like, like what I did to lose these 40 pounds and just keep it off and like change my, my emotional state and my mental state. And, um, it's a fascinating process because each there's 12 modules in the course, each module, um, teaches about a different emotional reason why weight might come on the body. So like there's a module about mama trauma. So like most of us, I would say like 98% of the women that I've worked with, like thousands of women have extra weight on their bodies because of their mother, mother's relationship with her body. Mm. So it was like the way that mom talked about her own body, the way that mom talked about her daughter's body and the way that mom talked about other women's bodies. Yeah. Yeah. It's huge. It's huge. And there's just not enough conversation or healing done around what that, what those beliefs we got from our moms were and what beliefs we'd like to choose for ourselves and our bodies instead. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. And to also, I love that too. Cause I'm like, that's how we that like that, even just that module that you have, I feel we'll like we'll continue, but this is one we yeah. have to pause on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is, um, just like spoke to me is like, that's also how we do the work to not unconsciously pass that down another generation. Mm, yeah. Chills. Yeah. That's know? like, <laughs> that's one of the, my biggest drives in bringing this work to the world is like the generation of girls that won't grow up with the same pain, like emotional pain that many of us felt as young girls about our bodies, the confusion, the, the, like, I could start crying right now, just thinking about it. It's like, it's really important for us to pass that down to, to daughters, to young women to friends and just to other women around us, you know, like it's just so huge because yeah. when we address it, then we can stop it and say, okay, that belief, those beliefs are not going to go on to a future generation. Mm -hmm. Huge. So can you also share like, sorry, we just got so excited about that one. Can you <laughs> share a few of the other things that you explore as well through the modules? Yeah. And there's definitely like, from the masculine perspective, um, you know, how men have affected our 
our viewpoints on our bodies and ourselves, like our fathers, um, the men we've dated, just men in general. Like there's a whole like video within that module that talks about how, um, how masculine the weight loss industry has been and like the fitness oh, industry. Yeah. The fitness industry came from very masculine men, weightlifters, bodybuilders, like, but we're still uh, like doing fitness in a lot of those masculine ways. We haven't like come into the feminine way of doing it. Like, yeah. you know, that way works for men big time that, that works with like a masculine mentality, like drive and focus and push hard and do the thing. But like for women, that's not, that's not how we work best. Like we work best with like a flow and it feels good and it's emotional. And it's like this thing, like that's how we transform our best. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, the fitness industry is still catching up to that. Like there's very few, very feminine workouts that I have found (laughs) that, um, really bring like the holisticness of what a woman needs into fitness and our body changes fast when that happens. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, that's addressed in that module as well. We have one on religion, spirituality, Mm -hmm. like how we were raised. Like for me personally, that's a big one because I was raised Catholic and, um, just the way the, the type of Catholicism that was taught to me really brought a ton of body shame and a, a way that was like, not okay by God to look. Mm. So, um, moving through that made a huge difference. If you don't think that it's okay or safe to have your body look a certain way, it's not going to look a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. I love this so much because, you know, like the program, right? Like you're talking about is really getting to the root of these like preconditioned notions. Right. And then like we talked about, you find your own body alignment, like where your body is supposed to be. Once you release everything you were raised and conditioned to feel and want and think, et cetera. But it's so interesting. It reminds me too, there's a great book. Um, it's called fearing the black body, the racial origins of fat phobia. And it's interesting because there's a chapter about like, you talk, like a lot of these things you're talking about, like religion, um, and weight loss. And, um, also, uh, like basically that, like this whole, like weight loss industry has, started and been conditioned by men. (laughs) Like even BMI is like pretty bullshit and um, we don't need to go into that, but it's all conditioned by like, it's not by women for women from this like holistic healing, loving place. And so it's really like, I think we've talked about in the beginning. It's like when you really start to unpack, which it sounds like your modules really do. And there's 12 of them, which is amazing is, um, it's like unpacking, like, unpacking the bullshit for lack of a better word so that you can really live in that full alignment with yourself and your body. Yeah. It feels, thanks. Me too. It's just, it's a beautiful process and, um, the lightness that you feel as you do them is like un indescribable. Mm -hmm. It's just like, Oh, okay. I can be me. Do you have any are they like, I don't know, like meditations, tools, phrases that you suggest people do? Cause again, like this is generational, right? Like this is Mm, like, this is a, this is a lot, right? Like this is a lot. And so even like we talked about in the beginning, that mental chatter that can come up, right. Be it with your body, be it with food or be it with right. Like, um, 
we did a great um, episode in January on uh, codependency with Victoria Albina. And I think it was Victoria Ali who mentioned it's like, maybe it wasn't her, but it it reminds me of codependency, but like, who's the voice you're hearing, right? Mm -hmm. Like is the voice you're hearing. It's not like 32 year old Erica. Is it, you know, mom, is it dad? Like, who's that voice? Is it it like 12 year old Erica? You know, but that's so it's like, so it, this is a lot, right? Obviously this is like unpacking our beautiful, brilliant human selves. Mm-hmm. And so I guess that's why my question is for any of our listeners who want to start doing this work or, or are who, who are doing this work in different ways, what helps you get through that chatter that I'm sure can come up sometimes or come up with your clients? Well, I think the first thing is doing that inner work, um, being able to get you know, pen on paper and like write through some of this stuff because essentially the entire Body Built by Love course, any course I've ever made, any coaching I ever do is literally just bringing a woman back to her power, reminding her that she has power over this. She's got power over her body. It's not like my body has power over me. My body tells me how it goes. It's like, I decide how my body gets to look and feel that is in my power. So, you know, doing some journaling exercises are great. Sometimes they're very hard. Um, we we use journaling as like a way to avoid because like we know that when we start journaling, we're going to have a breakthrough and something's going to change in a really positive way. So a lot of times we'll be like, oh, I don't want to journal. So um, what I've found is incredibly important and helpful that I don't see a lot of other um, weight loss courses doing is um, embodiment practices. Each module of the 12 modules, you get an embodiment practice, a different one. And this is about like getting into your body and feeling it, not just knowing it. Because most of the women that come to me, they do tell me, I could, I could write a book on nutrition. I've read so many nutrition books. Like I could, I could lead a fitness class. I've done so many workout classes, but my body won't change. So um, the knowledge is there, but embodying it, feeling it is not. And that's where the change happens is when we can feel it. So um, all the different embodiment practices give different ways to feel it and to ground yourself. Because as women, again, it's not this masculine, like just get in the gym and grind it out, bro. It's like, let's, let's do what, what works for best for women or people with the, like a feminine essence and, and come into our body. When we get in our body, we, we can forget the other stuff very easily. When we're thinking and we get up in our head, that's when it starts to get like crazy and wild. So it's like coming back here. As soon as I get back in my body, I'm just like, oh yeah, I remember who I am. Oh yeah. I remember I'm powerful. Oh yeah. I remember I have a say in things. Oh yeah. I remember all of these things that those people said to me and told me and said, this is just the kind of body you're going to get. And that's just how it's going to be for you. And I'm saying, no, I'm choosing something different for myself. And like, there's a power in being in our bodies, but you know, that's where fitness is cool because if, if used properly with the right beliefs and thoughts and mantras and everything fitness can be incredibly powerful tool it can be an embodiment practice Mm -hmm. and Um, it sounds like you can really use all of this like beyond just your weight like I'm sure people come to you like we've talked about like oh I want to lose whatever or I don't feel comfortable in my body but you could apply everything you're saying to your beliefs on your career or your relationship or like you 
this embodiment is so powerful. Everything. I have a question about, and Erica touched on this a little bit because it was a part of her own journey, but do you, obviously this work that you do is quite in depth and it starts on the inside, Mm -hmm. but let's say like hypothetical, someone comes, does this work, which is really like the beginning of what I'm sort of taking as like a lifetime of practice that you've been able to cultivate consistently for yourself and then help other people build too. But it's not like necessarily all of a sudden one day, um, these, the old pattern might not just like rear its head for a second, right? Maybe there's more awareness developed around that, but say someone does have the experience of shedding weight because they've come to you, they've done this inner work, the result for that person happens to be a weight loss. And, and do you ever find that they're still like, maybe they came to you because of those old patterns of like, Hey, I'm going to be happier when I'm skinnier, or I'm going to feel more confident. And maybe they do feel more confident when they're thinner, but like that there still needs to be work on the other side of that because what happens if like that part of the phase is able to happen, but then you're like, wow, I still have, like, I thought more of my problems would be solved. Cause I do think there's like a misconception that like when we change our bodies or when our bodies change, that everything is going to change. And I know sometimes just from people's experiences that we've heard. It's like, oh, I was surprised that I did I didn't feel differently. Like how do you does that happen? How do you work with that? Like where do you approach that? Do you then just continue like the inner work because there's still more to do? Or and then how does someone like leave the program? Do they have they cultivated enough tools to then be able to continue on their own? Or like how do you how do you work with someone once they're through that? Um, okay. So the, the thing about, you know, being able to feel different and not just look different, it's, that was the difference that I found when I lost weight the first time, lost those 30 pounds. Cause like I didn't feel different. I just looked better. And the time when I lost that 40 pounds and have kept that off, it was like, I changed from the inside. Mm. So I felt like a different person. And that's really the experience that I provide in Body Built by Love, because when I was coaching those women and I started gaining that weight, um, I noticed that I was coaching them and they would gain some weight back afterwards, after they stopped working with me. And that that just broke my heart. I was like, I'm not in it for that. I'm not in it to have you pay me money lose weight and then put it back on and have to pay me again. That didn't ever feel good to my heart. So like, it it also put me on this journey, like at rapid speed, because I was like, I'm not okay with this. Like, I don't want to be that coach. So, um, you know, really like the, the work, the inner work and the emotional stuff that goes on in body built by love. It's, it's the emotional change. Mm -hmm. It's the inner shift. So it's about feeling different and your body gets to change because you feel different. So like, that is like the main thing. It's like, you feel like a different person and then you get on this momentum of, I feel so good that it just keeps getting better and better. And that's like, that's where I, I leave my clients. Like, I'm not like, bye. I hope you need to hire me again. I'm like, (laughs) 
I want you to learn this and I want it to be a part of you. Yeah. And I want, I honestly want you to not have to see me again right? because you feel so damn good. Um, and you're just like on a, on an up and up path. It, it, mm. it really is like it, like you mentioned, it's so much, um, it's so much in-depth stuff. And every, once somebody has the course, they have it for life. That's mm, really okay. important to me because I want everybody to revisit it. When you listen to the course again in like six months or a year, you're going to hear things differently because you're a different person. Um, so you pick up things you didn't pick up before. Um, the embodiment practices, I want, I want every woman to have those constantly available to her like mm. she can go over here oh I'm feeling this okay that embodiment practice doesn't feel right for right now but this one totally does okay I'm going to use that one I'm going to go back to it um so it is a consistently we're getting better and better emotionally spiritually physically like in all the ways but life is life and as we mentioned at the beginning yeah. like a pandemic comes up out of nowhere. You know, there's yeah. like stuff. It like brings up stuff. So um, it is really important to just have that to reference yeah. at all times. Yeah. Well, I think that probably really sets you apart because I think a lot of the industry is built on mm -hmm. someone needing like something outside of themselves. You know what yeah, I mean? Where exactly, it's like, you're exactly. like, I don't want them to come back. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, right. I mean, that's not the case for a lot of um like the fitness and diet industry, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. And a lot of times we see somebody who like was me the first time I lost weight, who like looks physically like really, really good. But like, but like to me, a body built by love is a woman who looks great in her body, how she wants to look. Plus she is just radiating this energy and you just feel it. Cause like, yeah it's a different vibe when somebody's like super fit and looks really great, but you don't feel they're like themselves coming off of them, you know? Yeah. So it's all about that. Like body built by love. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing all of that. And I love, like, I think you've given us so much to sit on, think on, act on, practice on, reflect on, um, about coming back to our bodies. Cause I think, you know, we live such a life that takes us outside of our bodies. And mm -hmm. I think coming into our body is the key to everything. So thank you for sharing all of this wisdom with us today. And as we begin to wrap up, we always ask three questions. And so I'm going to start by asking you the first. And so the first is, um, what, does your self-care look like? How do you take care of yourself? And what are some of your non-negotiables when it comes mm. to your self-care routine? My self-care is very flowy, <laughs> to, to put it like that way. It's very feminine, I would say, because like as women, and it also teaches in the course, it's like all about like listening to our bodies. Like we might want to eat some, like say, oh, I'm going to eat this thing tomorrow morning for breakfast and get to the morning and be like, I don't really want that. It's about honoring the body and like doing it. So um, it's constantly different. Like my self-care routine is all over the place in terms of like what I'm doing at what times. It's very like intuition-based, feeling-based. Um, love a good bath. Um Honestly, just like spending time with my husband and my son is like a lot of times self-care. We just go on adventures and we like play. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, any and all of the things on the spectrum from like facials to like get a massage, like a workout, like 
it's all of it, but sort of like those embodiment practices, it's I kind of like have them all here. And I just go like, how do I feel right now? I'm going to grab that mm-hmm. one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. boom, boom. Thank you. Yeah. It's like intuitive to whatever you need in that moment. Very. Um, well, the second one is, uh, what does being courageous mean to you? Mm. I'm fill into that one for a second. I think being courageous means being who you are, like being fearlessly being who you are, showing who you are, like believing that we are limitless beings. Like, yeah, yeah. Just like putting it all out there. That's courage to me. When, when I see a woman who's just like being herself completely unapologetically, I'm just like, Amen. Amen. Yes, sister. Like, yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. And so the last question we ask is, do you have any books that have been particularly inspirational to you along your journey? It can be on any topic. It can be a work of fiction. It literally can be on anything, just a book that has inspired you. Um, something more recently that I love is Joe Dispenza's Becoming Supernatural. It's not Mm -hmm. like that, like, like light read. It's very intense and, you know, scientific, but, um, he really like scientifically proves what I teach in my course. So like, to me, it's like, thanks Joe. Cause like, I'm not, I don't love, like my passion is not, let me go like put a bunch of studies together and like prove this true. I'm just like the emotional feeler, like give you good, like examples that you can resonate with and like feel in your body. So he gives a science. I'm like, thank you. Like I, reading that was really beautiful. Um, just to see all the examples and everything. Uh, I love that book. Thank you. And if anyone either wants to find out more about what you do, work with you, just learn about everything that you provide and the, and the tools you provide, where can they find you? The best place is probably Instagram. I'm on there the most. I'm doing stories and posts and everything every day. Um, but on all social media, I'm at Stephendel, S-T-E-P-H-H-E-N-D-E-L. And my website is stephendel.com. So thank you so much. And thank you for joining us and, and you know, sharing your knowledge with us today. That was my pleasure. It was so fun. So fun chatting with you too. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Courageous Wellness. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode featuring a different guest each week. Subscribe, rate, and write us a nice review. And you can also follow us on Instagram at Courageous Wellness or get in touch via our website, www.courageouswellness.net, where you can also find additional info about our health coaching services, virtual group events, newsletter, and more. Until next week, I'm Allie. And I'm Erica, and we're Courageous Wellness.